Talking with Girlfriends is our outlet, our therapy, our entertainment, and our education. Pull up a seat around the table with co-hosts Matt and Nichette Jones and Tennille Daniels as we explore healing through hospitality. Join in weekly as we dish on cultivating well-being, deepening relationships, and creating legacy. You are now listening to Love Madden, the podcast. Hey, girl. Hey. Hey, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Happy uh, holidays. Yes, Thanksgiving has come and gone, and now it is officially the most wonderful time of the year. Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. No, what? <laughs> what? No, thank you. <laughs> My singing or? Yeah, on your singing. Oh, okay. I was going to say, I held off. I'm not out here doing Christmas in August. I held off, and now it's time for me to be merry. Go ahead, Mary. And cheerful. <laughs> All right. So what are you loving this week? I have jumped on the bandwagon and got myself a Peloton bike and I am loving it. Ooh. I am very out of shape and I thought I would be um, <laughs> discouraged. Uh-huh. Like, I mean, I got it because it to encourage my ass to do what I need to do. But I thought getting on there, I would feel like more it would like further point out that I was so out of shape Mm -hmm. but I felt really encouraged like I did a really good job and um yeah I've just felt really proud of myself no no joke so cycling is no joke I mean I did a beginner class obviously but it was I just I love the the energy in the class um the instructor everything like you know the hype so far so good I'm loving it so that's my thing what about you what you loving this week I'm loving all of these outside opportunities to dine. So um, a couple of weeks ago, I went to this thing called The Lodge at Yards Park. They've been transforming like their open space between um, a couple of like district winery and some of their restaurants into these outdoor dining experiences. So in the mm-hmm. fall, it was Glamp Yards. And um, a couple of weeks ago, it was The Lodge. But places are coming with all these different igloos and yurts what I didn't even know what a yurt was but there's fun yeah so all these different tents just uh you know it it's hard out here we have to try to get out when we can and celebrate safely and so I think these outdoor experiences just to dine are um what I'm loving and I hope other people take advantage of it too. I have seen some memes lately talking about, oh, people are building, you know, outdoor structures to make you indoors, outdoors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We get it. But at least the ventilation is a little bit better. So Let that COVID move around a little bit. Yes. <laughs> True. Um, so you've went or you're getting ready to go? Um, so I did go to the lodge. That was strictly okay. outside. But yes, I am um, planning to go with some girlfriends to this yurt experience that um, one of the restaurants is doing in downtown D.C. So I'm looking forward to that around, I think, in between Christmas and New Year's. We're going to do that. Nice. Yeah. Bundle up. Okay. I'm excited to hear about it. That sounds fun. Maybe I'll make my way down to the yurt yeah. um, at you know some point this is? winter. I didn't know what it was, so I had to look it up. It's like an Alaskan... Uh, uh, like a teepee? Tent. It's a tent, mm-hmm. right? It, yeah. It actually, yeah. it started in um, Central Asia, they said. So I was like, wow. And oh. I looked it up. Google, you know. Interesting. Fun mm-hmm. fact. All right. Okay. So it's time for today's table topic. The holidays are here. We hope everyone had a great Thanksgiving. And we are, as you can hear, certainly looking forward to Christmas and the new year um, and that magical time in between. 
While the holidays are a time of cheer and joy and celebration, they are also a time to remember our loved ones. And for many of us, it can bring up difficult feelings as well. So welcome to season two, episode nine, Chasing Gratitude, Coping Through Loss and Grief. All right, y'all, let's dig in. I am happy to share that we have another dope guest this week. Ty Alexander of tyalexander.co is a wellness hype woman teaching us how to choose gratitude over grief. Ty is a wellness blogger, the host of the self-care IRL podcast, a budding DJ, a novice skater, and the author of the best-selling book, Things I Wish I Knew Before My Mom Died. And so we are so excited to have Ty join us. Welcome to the show, Ty. <laughs> Thank you. I'm still giggling at novice skater, y'all. I skated like <laughs> <laughs> I skated like twice. <laughs> Girl, you are doing better than me. One of my girlfriends had a skate party for her birthday. I ain't even lace up because I was not going out there oh and embarrassing my myself. <laughs> and now, so I used to I used to skate like as a teenager, like me and my cousins would go to like the Shake and Bake, which is a really right. popular um, skating arena. Uh, rink here in Baltimore, mm-hmm. but I hadn't skated since I was like 16. And so I put them skates on, girl. <laughs> <laughs> Different. Because, <laughs> you know, you know, Instagram make you think that you can do things. Like yes. so I saw all these little girls, you know, I kept seeing all these reels and all these videos of people skating backwards and doing circles and whatnot. And so I put them skates on. Them skates was like, girl, you need to calm down. <laughs> We are not skating so no more. <laughs> my, um, my sister took up skating a couple years ago because she, she's super artistic and she fell in love with like the aesthetic of the skates. Yes. Like she liked the way the skates looked. Um, and so same thing, Instagram, took up skating, went to this whole skating, I don't know what you want to call it, conference with all these oh, other wow. like female skaters, whatever. Yeah, had a great time. Came back to do this 30-day um, skating challenge, messing with Instagram. Girl, busted her butt and other parts. Was in a boot. Um, and so that was a couple years ago. And so now she's just now getting back into skating. So it is definitely a thing. Um, but yeah. be, be careful. Right. Get yeah. you some I, knee pads and yeah. some ankle pads. I was say that's the thing. What happened? I, I got to the skating trend a little late. So it was already kind of getting cold, you know, mm-hmm. and then I went to go and find like the accessories that were kind of sold out. So I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm going to try again when it, the weather breaks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So um, let me share a little bit about um, how I came to find out who Ty Alexander um, is. So Ty had a, a blog called Gorgeous in Gray. I probably started graying at the age of, I don't know, 20 or 21 and had been dying it because that's what everybody in my family does. And then here I see this gorgeous black woman, skin flawless, glowing with the gray hair. And I was like, well, damn, if she can do this, I can certainly do this. She's like young and gray and fab. Like, you know, why do I have to listen to what all the older women in my family have done? Like, let me break the mold. And so I started following and, um, I tiptoed into the gray, then I tiptoed out, then I tiptoed back in. Um, And then a girlfriend of ours, Summer, was like, oh my gosh, like you should definitely like go all in with this. Like um, Ty saw a picture of you or something somewhere and said your gray was gorgeous. And I was like, what? Gorgeous and gray thinks my gray is gorgeous? (laughs) (laughs) So I was very inspired. And so since then, I've been steadfast in the gray journey, but also following Ty um, as an individual and just to see her evolution and her writing the book 
all of the work she's done in the blogger space, all the activations, all of the wellness. And then like, that's my space, right? Like wellness, gratitude, joy. So like to see her um, fully embracing that space and to become such a thought leader in that space was like, oh my God, like there's more to just the gray hair. Like, I think I love this girl. So um, here we are. So we've met since then, you know, some events or whatever. And um, we had a lot of requests between season one and season two to talk about coping with loss and grief. Mm-hmm. And um, I have talked about it from the lens of pregnancy loss and mm-hmm. you know, sort of what my process has looked like. But to lose um, your mother, someone is pivotal in your life about, you know, as your mom, I think is is um, that's something major. And I think know that's something people are dealing with really heavy this year. So mm-hmm. we're honored, Ty, to have you on to share, you know, a little bit about yourself and to provide something to our listeners that maybe Tennille and I couldn't. So if we could start by doing a quick intro for those who may not know you, tell our listeners a little bit more about you. What's your story? Where are you from? Um, how did you first get into blogging and all of that? Um, well, I'm from a small town in Maryland called Chestertown, but I claim Baltimore because nobody knows where Chestertown is. <laughs> so, <laughs> no, that's what I, like. I don't um, think I even know where Chestertown yeah, is. Yeah, um, it's, on the east, it's on the eastern shore, so broad, broad view, like Cambridge, all of that. Um, okay. But I've been in Baltimore most of my adult life. I moved here um, right after I had my son, about 20, mm-hmm. <clears throat> excuse me. And then I started blogging in 2010. At the time, I was working at Baltimore City Child Support, <laughs> um, and I would go up to New York, you know, every so often, so much so that people would really think that I lived there, and then eventually I moved there, and so I did a stint in New York for about six years, and then got married, and then came back, and so now I'm back in Baltimore. Um, I've been blogging so long, I don't really know why I've started. I just know that um, I, I really do. People ask me, I'm like, why just, I have no idea, girl. Um, and, you know, in the beginning, I was talking about, you know, the normal things because Instagram and, and social media makes you think that you like certain things. So I would talk about, you know, style and beauty. And I still love beauty. But um, after I lost my mom in 2013, it became really clear for me that I needed to speak up more about gratitude in relation to grief um, for Black women. I was noticing a lot of Black women just didn't talk about, you know, grief in the way that I do. And a lot of us, when we do talk about it, it's, you know, oh, I'm going to go to church and pray it away. And I love church Mm -hmm. like anybody else, but Mm -hmm. a good therapist ain't never hurt nobody. (laughs) And being able to unpack, you know, really unpack your issues with your friends you know, in a, in a very, you know, open and vulnerable way is something that I hope to give, you know, courage and, and be that catalyst of, of or sort of like a permission um, to other mm-hmm. Black women to do the same in their lives. So here we are in 2020. And my focus is um, my mantra, choosing gratitude over grief, because that's really what I've done um, throughout the whole seven years of grieving. Um, when, when people ask me how I've gotten by, I can clearly tell them it is because I've decided to choose gratitude every single wow. time that my grief um, appears. And it appears often. Um, yeah. it, it, it's not something I think even and you made a comparison about losing your child. It's the same thing. I, mm. you, you, you lost something that you love. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so language matters. I also don't really say I lost it because the yeah. love is the love is still there. It's still yeah. very apparent. Amen. Mm-hmm. Um, that my mom's love is in me. I share my mom's love. I tell my mom's stories. I keep her alive as mm-hmm. much as I can. Um, I so I think language matters. But but again, for me, it became really aware, apparent rather, 
that it was about choosing gratitude. And that's how I've been able to survive grief. Nice. Yeah, I love that. And we talk a lot about intention. And so you making that decision every single day, um, you're very intentional about doing that. And I think that's definitely something that our listeners can take away or even share um, with their friends and family that have lost loved ones um, before or even, you know, during 2020, because 2020 has been very, very heavy. Ooh, yes. <laughs> yes. No yes. joke. Yes. We no can just joke. give 2020 back to the wolves because we're <laughs> playing all types of games. <laughs> And you know what? Everybody was so like excited about 2020. And, and quickly left. <laughs> <laughs> it, it halted quickly. Come February, March, oh, we was done with 2020. We were done. Done. Oh, done. 30 days in, we was like, never mind. I don't want to do this no more. I'm For good. real. <laughs> Pre-COVID. Like that joint just started I, off wrong. That, that's what I'm saying. Like you knew. I, honestly, I think I knew 2020 was going to be on some, some shit. Come to, like when December came around, I was like, eh, I'm gonna oh, no. <laughs> I, I ain't got no right. Yeah, I ain't got no goals ready. Like I just like you know what? Listen, yeah, the yeah. writing was on the wall for 2020. Sorry, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, and I actually saw something um, where someone said, "You don't hear too many people now saying." Uh, 2021 is gonna be my best year. People are just trying to keep it. Keep it quiet. <laughs> The anxiety of it is so real. We're we are so on edge. We're like we're not gonna speak nothing into it. Nobody wants to say we're shit. Just, we just we're we gonna, gonna, gonna wait for it to happen. Right. <laughs> Y'all seen that meme with the lady climbing from one year to the next? Oh they had her going back the other. She done busted her head open. <laughs> that is twenty twenty in a nutshell. Oh my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. But Ty, you describe yourself as a wellness hype woman and are big in the space of self-compassion, gratitude, joy, all things well-being like you just talked about. Um, Can you tell us how you got there? We know, you know, I think it started with the loss of your mom, but how has that evolved um, since then? Um, just like you said, it's, it's intention. I, like I said, I, I, I realized early on that in order for me to be a little bit happy, mm-hmm. it required me to choose happiness. It requires mm-hmm. me to choose joy. It, requ- it requires me to create joy. You know what I mean? And like, I think far too often we walk about life like, I'm not happy. I don't know what that is. Yeah. You're choosing the other side. <laughs> like, it's plain and simple. It's clear. You have chosen to wallow in the and And, and not, not, not to say that depression isn't real. Not to say that anxiety right. is real you know Mm -hmm. but unless you've gotten to the point where you need a pill you can control Mm -hmm. that just by your mind just Mm -hmm. by the intention that you set and Mm -hmm. so again for me obviously my mom dying is a huge part of my story but I think the older that I got I just realized like life don't gotta be this hard (laughs) that's real it don't have to be that hard all the time. Like I was stressing this morning and my husband's like, just calm down. And I'm, I'm trying to, you know, find a space of like, let me, let me take away the things. Cause something that, you know, you just can't control, but then you spend the day mm-hmm. worrying about them. And, mm-hmm. you know, and so it, 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 it really is about the choices that you make mm-hmm. mentally. Yes. I think we focus a lot on choosing, you know, what we eat, choosing how we work out, but we very often, very not too often do we talk mm-hmm. about the choices we make mentally mm-hmm. and how most of us, especially black women, really mm-hmm. do choose the other side, which yeah. is 
grief. Yeah. 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 I think that's a learned behavior. And so we, um, we talked a couple episodes, um, ago about reparenting in episode five, Mm -hmm. like some of the unlearning, some of the generational, cultural, familial things that we carry on. And so I think this whole process and this, this whole idea of choosing joy, it, it it can be a novel idea to some people because Mm -hmm. we just haven't seen it modeled. Um, but that resonates with us a lot. We're very much in the same space and doing the same work. Like it's not like a light switch, right? Like we're constantly doing this work. So like you said, just this morning, um, you felt away um, and then you had to make a decision to kind of like pull yourself um, back. So that's that's good. That's good for other people to hear that it's not just like, oh, I'm a wellness guru and I'm, you know, I'm straight. I'm done. It is what it is. No, I think I mean, now. That's also why, like, I kind of coined myself the hype woman because I'm also hyping myself up. Because again, mm, yep. like I said, I was having a horribly, not horrible, but in my mind, horrible. <laughs> mm-hmm, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. For me, one bad thing is horrible. And I'm like, girl, chill out. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No, so that's I real. Gotta, I love gotta, that hype, hype woman. Up. Yeah, I got to hype my own self. And I hope that in that, because literally at like 250, I was like, I don't want to do this. I'm having oh. a bad day. I should tell her no. Like these are all these are all the things. things. That are yeah, yeah, that's real. Yeah, right. And, and real. you have to kind of choose the opposite, like because your brain is gonna, t- you know, the the biggest battle for me is fighting the things I say to myself. Yeah, like mm-hmm. all that's of it. the things that I tell myself I can't do, I won't do. Girl, you don't like that. Girl, you don't even know if you like that. You need exactly. <laughs> Yeah, and we we always say this too. That self compassion is major. Oh, like yeah. we talk a lot about self care, but what about self compassion? Like, do we show ourselves the same kindness, the same love, the same mm-hmm. like? Are we generous with our words that we are the way we are with to people that we love when it comes to ourselves? And we're not always that way. So the answer um, is no, we are not. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. So today we are talking specifically about loss and grief. Um, and thank you for correcting us on on language. So we want to talk about um, grief specifically. Um, and I would love to begin by honoring your late mother. Can you tell us, um, just share a little bit like about her and about your relationship? Oh, man. Um, her name was Denny. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know why black people have n- nicknames that don't make no sense. <laughs> I mean, her kind of makes sense, but like her name was Yolanda, but her middle name was Denise. Okay. And okay. So they called her Danny, but I'm like, why not like yo? Like, like what? Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, like, like something, like something, Londa, like it just doesn't Londa. Yeah. Like the first name was the, I feel like my mom's first name was just negated altogether. Like, mm-hmm. never mind. We're just going to call her Danny. Um, but anyway, and then my dad's name is Pete and his name is Roger. I'm like, that definitely <laughs> Like, oh, your dad's name's Peter? No, it's actually Roger. (laughs) And whatever, I don't know. We just go, we just go pick a name. We just go pick another name. I'll put a name I get. But anyway, her name was Denny. um, And my mom was uh, just a beautiful soul. She was kind and nice and sarcastic and just like Mm -hmm. all the the complicated things about a woman. I realized that's who she was. but more importantly, she was the person who really did teach me how to be a mother, how to be a wife, how to be a yeah. good, good person. I, I, I know that if she was still here, she'd be really proud of the family that I'm building with my husband and just the yeah. things that I've been able to do. And so it, it's often really bittersweet um, that my journey, 
include so much of her in this way. Um, and, and I'm also very positive that had she still be here, I would not have had the same journey, maybe mm. not even have had the same success. Mm. And so it, in the beginning of realizing that, of course, there's some guilt because you're like, I'm really only famous because my mom died. Mm. Um, but I believe in the Lord. I believe in the Lord's plan and I believe in, yeah. you know, destiny of things. And so I, I definitely realized that as a woman, I, I would not be the same person if she was here. So mm. in the resolve of that, I choose to, to relish in, in, in the person that I had. Cause I'd had my mom for 30, I think I was 36 when she died, 36 okay. years. And, and, you know, mm. in, in the grand scheme of things, there's plenty of people, women who don't have their mothers or who don't have relationships with their mothers, right. you know, and, and I had some of the best, I can't remember a time, a, a, a ballet recital, a piano, I, like I played everything. I played piano, <laughs> the, 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 I played the flute. And at every course, at, at every decision I made, she was there for me. And so yeah. to have had that kind of love, I can only be anything but blessed. And yeah. so I, I choose, again, choosing gratitude, yeah. I choose to relish in those moments rather than the idea that she's not here. And, and of course, it's hard, but, you know. Mm -hmm. So when you say um, you, you started earlier by saying that you, you still, you know, you feel her love very much and that she's present with you in a different kind of way. Have you ever attributed um, in terms of like your success and all the things that you've been able to accomplish, like maybe a gift from her? Like, do you see I, her hand in that? When I tell you, I am positive that my mama died and went up to heaven and went to God's office and said, my daughter is down there. She going to need some help. That's the, vibe, that's the vibe yeah. I was getting. Like, I feel like, you know, she's orchestrating. I'm literally not playing with y'all. Like, I'm dead, like, dead serious. Like, the minute that my, my mom died, like, in April. And when I tell you by, like, June, just all of these campaigns were coming wow. in. Wow. Wow. And it just hasn't stopped, honestly. Yeah. Like it, it just yeah. hasn't stopped. Wow. And so I can only, again, I, I'm I'm not the church goer, but I am the right. believer in the Lord. Mm -hmm. That's right. <laughs> and I can only assume that my mother went up to the office and was like, "Hey, sir, excuse that's me." That's that. Exactly. <laughs> it's up to you. Go ahead and leave the blessing. Let's go up here early. Can we do something downstairs? I love I, that. I, I, I'm sure attribute a lot of my success and, and and it just it just makes sense for me because again I literally wrote a book about my experience with my mom and that's kind of again the core of my story and 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 the appeal to brands and you know all of that good stuff so yeah yeah actually speaking of the book too um we have gone out and, and bought a handful of copies um, well, to do a giveaway you. yeah yeah so we want our listeners to be able to grab some so um the week that this airs we will make sure that we we do a giveaway because we know with you know with christmas and everything coming up this would be an ideal either gift or time for somebody to read through it it's yes. a good read it's a quick read um so we will we'll make sure to talk a little bit about that on ig as well Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, we just want to say thank you because we're so grateful to have you share with us today. Um, what you're sharing is very real and it's a vulnerable conversation that mm -hmm. a lot of us don't have. Um, yeah. I have two very close friends who have lost their moms within the last year, year and a half. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, just to have to be there to support them through mm -hmm. that time. Mm -hmm. I just I didn't know what to do. Because yeah. I couldn't even imagine, like, if that was me 
what would I need? And, you know, what I did was just show up. I think your presence is enough sometimes Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm, people can tell you what they need. Um, Mm -hmm. So tell us a little bit about like in that, that initial moment, um, you know, what steps did you have to take to kind of come out of there? I think there are stages to getting from grief ultimately to that gratitude. So can you take us a little bit through like what the steps look like for you? Hmm. So first I'm going to say that um, the steps that you refer to are going to look different for everyone. Mm -hmm. And they're also going to repeat. And so there are, Mm -hmm. like I said, there are many times where I have arrived, what it feels like I'm doing amazing. um, You know, and I go right back to, Oh my God, I can't live without my mom. Mm -hmm. And so that's where, again, the choosing of it um, comes into play. And it gets easier because you know the other side. It's really hard right. to choose gratitude when all you can see is the grief. Right. Um, yeah. And I'll also say to people, especially when you lose a parent, um, and, and I, I won't, I, I'll take that back. Because I think, again, I think loss is loss, grief is grief, no matter what it is, you know, a, a matriarch of your family versus the, the, the firstborn that you anticipated. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's the same love that you have for that person. But yeah, I think that that, um, that first year of grief is just going to be a cloud mm-hmm. and you have to allow yourself to maneuver through the cloud, get lost in it, mm-hmm. um, make wrong turns, turn back around and, eventually you'll make it out on the other side of the cloud. Mm-hmm. Clinical mm-hmm. psychologists say that that cloud usually takes about a year. I haven't talked to anybody that's taken any longer, but you have, and, and what happens is <clears throat> the reason why it takes longer to get out that cloud is because you're not feeling the feelings and mm-hmm. you're literally kind of, it's a blockage that you kind of put up to kind of, you know, to protect your brain, protect your heart, all mm-hmm. that stuff. Mm-hmm. But in that protection of sorts, you block out the 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 ability to move through the cloud. Mm-hmm. And so you have to really move through that for it to, and it's kind of like, it's, I'd say for me, like that for after the first year, there was this kind of like, aha, like, what am I doing? I got to get my life together. She wouldn't want me to do this. Mm-hmm. I, you know, and, yeah. and, and those are the, that's how you know that you're kind of coming out of the, the cloud, the cloud, if you, mm-hmm. if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, and on a broader terms, daily practicing gratitude really does just look like, again, the example, I was having a bad day. I want to quit. Mm. Like, I really want to quit. I want to tell her, no, I don't want to do this. Mm-hmm. I want to get back into bed. I'm done mm-hmm. with the day. I'm going to start mm-hmm. over. Mm-hmm. It's literally saying, that's kind of dumb, Ty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he just mm-hmm. had a little bit of a bad day. Mm-hmm. Let's take a breath. You know, sometimes it requires me to write in my journal. Sometimes it requires me to call my best friend. Like I have lots of different ways that I do gratitude or remind myself. Um, But really, it's the beginning of the the habitual choice of it. Like you Mm -hmm. literally just have to, and and, and it's an action. Uh I can't Mm -hmm. can't tell you any other way other than you have to say, I'm choosing to do the opposite. And then you start to do the opposite. And you start to feel better. It's kind of almost like I, I use the same analogy. Like, I hate working out. Hate, 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 hate. Mm-hmm. Me too, Chad. <laughs> Me too. But, but when you get into it, right? Like, yeah. after you talk yourself through all of the stuff in your head, you put on your workout clothes and you get to working out and you get done, you feel so good. Yeah, you feel, feel kind of badass. See, that's you how I fucking off the bike. <laughs> exactly. 
you that's how gratitude feels that's how it feels when you eventually choose it because it's hard especially in the beginning when you're you know when the the, the sorrow and the sadness of it all is yeah. is just the biggest thing of your heart and you can't see anything else and so once you do more of the getting on the bike and mm-hmm. and pedaling through the gratitude and you get off you feel oh that feels good and yeah. then you go well let me go get on the bike even you know mm-hmm. I, I know i don't want let me go get on the bike because it's going to feel good when i get off yeah. and so that, that's the the epitome of like choosing the gratitude yeah. And then it's it's even a chain reaction, right? So like you yes. made a decision to push through and now we're so grateful to have mm-hmm. you, right? So like now we're having this bright spot in gratitude and then the listeners are, yeah. are able to, to find something that's going to help them cope. And then yeah. it's cyclical because then now you're grateful for the opportunity to do something that that blesses somebody else, that adds value to somebody else's you know season or holiday or whatever. So um, one small decision, nice. you know, yeah. can, can make, yeah, for so many. Um, so we're talking today really about the holidays in particular. So you talk about that first year being a haze. What would you say to the person who is experiencing their first, you know, Christmas without their mom or dad or husband or child or whomever? Like, how do they navigate the holidays? This year is a little bit different, too, because we might be adding isolation uh-huh. um, to grief. And, I, you know, I don't know. Some people might do better processing solo than without all the family drama or whatnot. But what would you say to the person who this is their first Christmas without their loved one? Yeah. And unfortunately, um, grief is not a one size fits all emotion. And I, if if it were, I would be rich because I would, (laughs) (laughs) um, but in, in a general setting, I think it is, it would behoove the griever, the mourner rather, to start new traditions. One of the um, the very first holiday, and I remember like it was yesterday, I was miserable, mm. uh, just absolutely miserable. Missed my mom the whole day, missed my mom's cooking, missed crab mm. cake. I just, just missed everything. Oh, um, yeah. I remember leaving out of the holiday season like, oh, that's so heavy and I don't want to feel like that. And so the next holiday season came around. I called my aunt Katie, who's my, um, my, uh, my father's sister. Mm-hmm. Um, and I said, you know, do, do you think it'd be okay if I could come up there and spend the holidays with y'all? And she's like, sure. Oh, and so I come up there and she cooks, well, attempted to, because I will also say they weren't like my mom's crab cakes. <laughs> <I appreciate it. laughs> but, she, but she gave it a college try. Gave it a good college try. <laughs> but even in, even, even in the, the idea of like, I came to my aunt's house. She tried her best to cook my mom's favorite dishes for me. Mm-hmm. You know, it made space for me, you know, at her table. It, it, it just made the holiday a little bit easier, you know. And so, yeah. yeah, yes, I was still missing her, but now I have this new thing mm-hmm. um, that I can hold on to and still kind of honor her in that. So I would say to anyone kind of grieving during this time to just try something new this time, even if it's, uh, I love hosting, you know, we can't host this year, but I loved mm-hmm. hosting a Friendsgiving. We did a Friendsgiving every year and I would yeah. have my friends over, get a big old potluck, drink, you know, and eat food. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of my way of like hosting and, and, and bringing in that love that my mother yeah. would give to her friends and family. And so, yeah, I think it, again, it's a choice, mm-hmm. you know, you, you can choose the other, I'm going to sulk about the fact that my mom's not here or I'm going to create a new memory that possibly honors her at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, and I know that is going to bless so many people, even myself. Um, earlier this year, I lost my grandmother, so I'll be experiencing my first Christmas without my grandmother. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're right. You know, it, you have to make a choice on how you look at the situation, which is, you know, something that I'm more attuned to because I'm doing this work. Um, but I'm also having to try to impart it on my family members who, you know, are also grieving and still having a hard time um, trying to help them see that they can make the choice to be, you know, practice gratitude as a way to begin to deal with and overcome their grief. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, we know some of our listeners might be going through some of the, you know, a similar situation this holiday season. And what would you say would be like the first thing if they're kind of struggling with what's the one thing that I can do today to begin this gratitude journey? What would you tell them? Um, I think it would be to create a new normal. Um, I think a lot of the, the, the roadblocks that we experience in grief is because we are dying to recreate the things that were once there or we're holding on to that. And, and good. Um, yeah. we, we just can't, you know, mm-hmm. they're in heaven or, or wherever you think the spirit is, not, you know, whatever your belief is. The, the, mm-hmm. the, end, the end is that there, it is the end and that it, they're not here. And so you now have to create this new normal, whether again, you know, for me, it's mastering my mom's crab cakes. You know, you know, however many mm-hmm. years it's gonna take me mm-hmm. to get this crab cake recipe right, uh, I'm gonna make my mom's crab cakes. Um, and get these crab yeah. cakes right. <laughs> and and I do encourage, especially for women who have lost, you know, grandmothers or mothers. You know, um, cooking is 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 was a a hate of mine. Like I hated mm-hmm. to cook. And then when my mom died, I got interested in like how she used to cook and what she cooked. And so now I find joy in kind of, you know, again, baking and, and, and mm-hmm. making new things and, you know, leaving that kind of legacy for my own family. Yeah. Um, and so I encourage all of the women who, you know, have grandmothers who are even who are still here. Get that recipe, girl. <laughs> get my grandmother's potato salad recipe because... <laughs> Get all the recipes. Potato salad is is pivotal. Yes, that's that joint. <laughs> the potato salad, the macaroni and cheese, and the pies. You gotta get, get those right. <laughs> all the recipes. Um, but but on a serious note, those are the things. When I think about again creating a new, a new normal, those are the things that will help you uh, survive and kind of move past or 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 move swiftly alongside your grief because you're able to honor them in a way and you'll be able to recreate that love that you once mm-hmm. felt as a, you know, a seven-year-old watching your grandma cook or whatever. And so yeah. now that you're the adult and you're cooking your, you know, your grandmother's sweet potato pie. And, and yes, in the moment you might feel some sorrow, but I think that there's a really big difference between sorrow that is rooted in love mm-hmm. and sorrow that is rooted in loss. Wow. And so mm. if you can figure out how to be sad but still be happy that you have loved versus mm. you know bummed that you've lost something you're winning in in the wow. grand scheme of grief um because wow. again i've always believed like joy and sorrow are going to run parallel they're also going to happen simultaneously in your right. life there's right. no way that you can have one without the other, the other. Yeah, but if right. you can, again root them both you know in the idea that love was present and had an experience you know, that it just makes the journey so much more easier. 
This was good. We got a lot of nuggets. If y'all don't remember <laughs> nothing, if y'all don't remember nothing else, okay, remember to choose yeah, gratitude. If you don't take away anything else, but she gave us some practical tools on how to do that. She said, get into therapy, right? Mm-hmm. She said, um, pull out the journal. She said, phone a friend. She said, have a conversation with yourself. Sis, you need to just X, Y, Z, whatever that X, Y, Z is. Um, she said that we need to think about starting new traditions, mm-hmm. not holding on to things that are already gone. Um, she said repeatedly for us to choose love um, over being anchored in what we lost. So um, those are just a couple of just quick, you know, takeaways yeah, that I took from this. Better. And I know there are a ton of other, other nuggets in here as well, but um, this was really, really good, Ty. So thank you again, sis. Like I said, we've got some copies of the book. Um, Tenille, I got you one too. And then we plan to give thank away a handful you. to our listeners. Um, so y'all stay tuned for the giveaway. Um, so now we're going to, we're going to do a little bit of gear switching into our next section. This was a little bit heavier. So we want to you know, sit with this for a moment. And now we want to switch (laughs) over to a little bit more of a fun mode. So Ty shared with us that she is um, married to her handsome husband. I am also (laughs) married, but as you all know, Tennille is not. So it is time for (laughs) Tennille's date diary. (laughs) Yeah. So Ty, I got to make a plug to all the guests that come on. If you know any, you know, nice quality men. Girl, I my husband is one on one. He don't got no friends on the I'm sorry to tell you, there'll be no findings on my end. Oh, girl, that's, that's how all of my friends are. That's why I'm I'm like, one time I'm going to come up on some gold by putting that request out there. But closed mouths don't get fed. So, yeah, that's right. You, you are correct. You are correct. Keep trying. <laughs> But during this segment, we use my dating journey and the dating journey of all of the other single uh, listeners that tune into us each and every week to really just share with one another about our dating experiences to help one another along. So today, Ty, we want to hear about your worst date. So take us back to like that hell date. I used to love that show. (laughs) Tell us about your worst date and then tell us about the best date you've ever had. So we can start with the hell date. Girl, this will be a quick segment because I don't, (laughs) I don't even remember, I don't even remember dating. Okay. (laughs) I know that's right. Some people will be praising I don't even remember because some people have been dating for so long. They're like, child. Girl, I got that men in black mind eraser joint and was like, I'm done with this. (laughs) I can't stand either one of y'all. Honestly, it's really because even though my husband and I have been married for just three years, Mm -hmm. we've been together for 20. And so I don't really remember, like, I don't, I didn't, like, I remember dating people, but kind of not really, like, I don't remember. I was real patient. I was real diligent. Like I just, I didn't really date. I dated my husband until he was my husband. So. <laughs> We're right there. Let's that pause for jot that down. She dated her husband until he was her husband. Okay. Yeah. And is. some people call me crazy. Some people were like, oh my God, that's such a long time. But we both grew together and loved together. And mm. so here we are. So I don't, 
I, again, honestly, I don't really have any hell dates. Okay, well, that's um, good. And the best dates are really, and this is so cliche and probably just, but I mean, it, it, it's, it's fact, it's, true, it's my truth, my experience. Mm-hmm. But the, the best dates are, are anytime I can spend with my husband, mm-hmm. you know, whether it's us on the couch, um, yeah. you know, because we're now 40 something and we're tired. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I'll cook dinner and, you know, he'll fall asleep on the couch and, you know, we'll watch, I'll watch TV while he watches the back of his eyelids. Mm-hmm. Um, um, it is just those times. I, I, yesterday, I remember, um, Again, not related to dating, but just a funny story. Mm-hmm. My husband tried to put a boogie on me for five minutes. <laughs> and then, what seven-year-old did I marry? Childish. <laughs> childish. Like the most childish thing ever. But it's the one thing. It's the thing that I love about him the most. It's the thing that, that brings me balance. It's the thing yeah. that allows me to to breathe and not again be mad head about things and so while I don't have a specific dating story I could tell you lots of stories about the time he put boogies on me or (laughs) (laughs) pulled my hair all night because he's really a seven-year-old inside um, and and just gets to be him and and you know it is I, I hope and wish that everyone can find a love that makes them happy and comfortable and feel safe and, yes. you know, and, 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 and rooted in, in, in the honor of what black love really means. So, yeah, I yeah. don't have a story for you. I'm sorry, Tanil. No, I also don't okay. have any. Um, <laughs> I don't have you any. Get, but that word that you just, you. you just delivered was enough. Yeah. Okay, okay. You just gave a word. That's all we need okay. in this day diary section is okay, a word sorry. based on your experience. And I think that will help. Me, it definitely is is gonna help me as I continue to move forward in this journey. But I know it's gonna be helpful to our listeners as well. So yeah, mm-hmm. I'm, gonna say, I'm gonna say a prayer for all my single black girlfriends because I, I know the dating pool is getting smaller and smaller. Uh-huh. The older they go, get. You know, people ask me this, especially as I'm getting older. They're like, um, "Are you willing to date outside your race?" And I, I don't know if I'm opposed to it. I prefer to date a black man, um, but yeah, as that pool gets smaller, you have to start expanding the pool a Get little bit. Get some other But um, I'm, I'm still in prayer for my amazing Listen, black man. Yeah, we. I'm going to add you to the prayer list. And, and you. You know, I got I got a speed track to the Lord. So I'm going to see yes. what they can do. Dang, you know what? My middle name is Denise, too. Look at this. Go ahead and send one up for me, sis. How do you do it? <laughs> But no, thank you so much for sharing, Ty. It, it was really helpful. Um, and now it's time for a word with Madden. Yeah, so today I want to talk a little bit about seasons. We've been talking about the holiday season, um, <clears throat> but there are seasons that we experience throughout our life. It was interesting because um, what Ty shared is her experience of sort of that cloud of the first year of loss. And then she was able to kind of back that with what we hear from our clinical psychologists as well. We, we hear both in the spiritual and in the, in the natural and in the, in the physical sense that um, seasons are very much a part of um, how we live and how we operate. So Ecclesiastes chapter three starts off by saying that there is a time for everything and a season for every activity under the heavens. And then it goes on to say in verse four, there's a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn 
and a time to dance. So just like we see in nature and in so many aspects of our lives and our relationships, our our jobs, um, there's a season for everything. And grief is no different. It's important to feel and process our grief. Mm -hmm. Um, And that is one of the things that Ty talked about. It was important for us to feel the feelings and to know that it might wash over us in waves. Um, It's okay to have moments of of laughter and levity and then feel those heavier feelings again. It's also important to know that like all things, grief has a season. That doesn't mean that it goes away. It doesn't mean we um, forget or Mm -hmm. don't miss or don't think about or, you know, don't want to see or feel or hug the person that's no longer with us. But it means that we have set aside a period of time a season of time during which we are intentional about processing and acknowledging our emotions in ways that are healthy, um, that are beneficial to us, and that honor our loved one. The longer we try to avoid those feelings, the more we sort of stretch that period out. So it's important for us to do that. So it is my sincere friend um, prayer to my friends that um, this episode blesses you um, or someone you love. So we ask that um, once you've heard it, that you would consider sharing it with a friend because I think it it can definitely help um, someone who is along that journey. And now it is time for the Question of the episode. episode. All right. So today's question is, how are you chasing gratitude in this season? So Maddie, I'm going to start with you. Okay. Um, I am about two or three weeks into a morning routine. So we talked about things that we don't like. We don't like working out. We don't like this and that, whatever. I don't like mornings. I'm not a morning person. I've said this on the show before. And everyone says that in order to be successful, you have to get up in the morning and do whatever successful people do in the morning. And that just hasn't been my story. Um, But I have now been forced to carve out that time between a toddler Mm -hmm. and COVID to create, I mean, create time. I had to pull some time from somewhere and I was trying to do it the other way. Like, um, um, burning the midnight oil, but I was paying for it in the morning. I'm already trying to sleep in. So that wasn't working. So I never thought that I would say this, but I am using my mornings um, to reflect on, you know, what I'm grateful for from the day before. And it has definitely been setting the tone. So while I have been consistent about having a gratitude practice, I think me doing it first thing in the morning um, has definitely been, it's been a win for me. So maybe the people knew what they were talking about with the morning stuff. That's why they're successful and they had, there's like 25 million, not million, like a lot of books on getting that morning routine together. Yes, I'm still I, working on it. I'm still working on it. There's a book that I just finished, uh, Devoured, a really good book. Um, It's by Amy Landino. I think I'll put it in the show notes and it's called Good Morning, Good Life. Mm. And she just talks about it like plain, like just regular, like me and you. And um, it's helpful to hear that she also is like the, she says not to describe yourself as not being a morning person, but it is what it is. She, that's how she was before too. Um, and she's on this journey of creating this practice of maximizing her mornings. And so it's been helpful. Um, and I'm going to try to stick with it, you know, the best I can, at least for this season. Yeah. What, what about you? How are you um, chasing and choosing gratitude right now? So for me, I am chasing and choosing gratitude in the present moment. So if there is something that happens, you know, during the course of my day that I just know I need to be thank that I'm thankful for, 
um, I just stop and pause and take a quick moment to acknowledge um, the thing and, you know, and Mm -hmm. the gratitude in that moment. I think, you know, a lot of people always talk about write the two or three things down in the morning or in the evening before you go to bed. And I think that is an amazing practice as well. But I also Mm -hmm. think just taking the time right in that moment to just use 30 seconds, one minute to acknowledge um, that act or whatever it is and be thankful and show that thanks is, is definitely working for me. um, So what does that look like? Is it like a, is it like, thank you, God, or is it just like, it's just, it's thank you, God. Sometimes it might just be writing something down really quick, like Mm -hmm. in the notes in my phone. Um, It's just a moment of, of silence. Like if it's something in the car has just happened, you know, Sometimes I, let's say I'm texting and driving when I know I shouldn't be. And the Mm. good Lord saves me from an accident. (laughs) I just got to pause right then and there. Got you. So it depends on what it is. But yeah. Okay. And Ty, what about you? How are you chasing gratitude in this season? Um, I want to back up though, because if I'm not a morning person, what am I supposed to say, man? It is what it is because I'm not. I'm to, well, you read the book, what it says. <laughs> she, said, she said, Don't say that no more. I gotta go what back. I, look. I, gotta, I gotta go back and look. I read it okay. back. Okay, you send me a message because okay. I want to know if because I'm really like your story is probably my story front to back because I like I'm not a morning person and, and I do I do I I, I go back and forth because I just don't believe that I have to get up early to be successful because I've been doing it successful without getting up early but maybe See? I'm gonna be but maybe I'm gonna be more successful, more successful. if I got up right, oh. right? So, so I get that so okay maybe but, or 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 maybe you could write the book about how you don't have to be girl, a morning person to be successful. Girl, 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 if I can only get up to write it <laughs> <laughs> I can't even get out of bed. <laughs> it's a struggle. Be and it'd be dark. It'd be dark from 5 p.m. to freaking 7 a.m. It'd be so dark for so long. The day is oh, why is so dark for so long though? The day over. <laughs> Somebody said this year's daylight savings has some melatonin in it. Like, they don't, don't. <laughs> I'm like, it's the nighttime lasts so long. I don't even want my dinner no more. I'm, I'm ready to go to bed. I'm done. I'm out. Um, but yeah, to answer the question, I, I lately I've been choosing uh, to laugh. Like I've been choosing. I, mm-hmm. I, 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 one of the things I love to do is to make people laugh. Like I'm nobody's com- comedian, but I love mm-hmm. when I crack a joke and it lands and you giggle and you cackle. Like that, mm-hmm. <laughs> that experience for me. You know, it's something I hold dear. So I've been choosing to have more laughter with people, friends, strangers, you know, mm-hmm. people at the grocery store, you know, just because it's, it's a heavy time. You know, yeah, we don't yeah. know what we don't know what 2020 has. We, we know it's been full of crap. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. and so for me, the littlest of things uh, are the things that have been able to kind of keep me above water. Yeah. Um, and so I've been choosing gratitude for me has been really about the little small moments that I can that I can smile and in turn make people smile. Um, and of course, if I can move, I'm going to get this book. What she said? Good morning. Good, good life. Good morning. Good gone. life. Yeah. Yeah. Girl, I wrote it down. I sure did. I wrote it down. <laughs> I'm going to go get this book and see if we can create um, a morning. A- actually, heck, you do me one better. Okay. Well, you do your morning routine. <laughs> I'm gonna send you. The, I'm gonna send you the cliff notes. Yeah. Yeah. When you perfect yours, give it like a good 30 days. Okay? Right. 
right. Um, that you go ahead and pass on what I'm supposed to do because I That's am funny. on the girl. I got up at like one o'clock, and that's and it's funny because as you were talking, I realized mm-hmm. where my day well where my day went wrong. Even when she talked about you know giving praise to the Lord, all that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. I realized the exact moment where my day went wrong. I woke up, I went to the bathroom, made the mistake of taking my phone with me, and mm. I had a vo- and I had a voicemail, mm-hmm. and I listened to the voicemail and immediately got mad. And then I get back in the bed and I'm trying to resolve the matter. And I'm like, I'm, when I tell you, I'm, I'm so mad, I'm shaking. Mm. I'm so mad that as I was peeing, the pee was taking too long to come out because I had to call this person back. And I'm like, if you don't hurry up and get out of here, I get off this toilet and make this phone call. I was so, I was so unbelievably pissed. And then as I think about it, just every moment after sets that, the tone, was, man. it sets the tone. It sets the tone. Yeah. Every yeah. moment after, every moment after that was fueled with anger. Mm. Every single moment. So wow. thank you wow. for allowing me to arrive at my aha moment, and I will have a good day the rest of the day. I'm making. Yeah, I know home. that's right. You will have a good. You see, all see how she made that decision. She will have a good day. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, so where can people follow you? Oh, how can they uh, find you? So somebody on the internet didn't want to ha- want me to have tyalexander.com, so I had to <laughs> co. <laughs> funny story, funny not so not, not so funny to me, but funny story. She was smart enough to buy her son a website. She bought it for him when he was maybe ten. This was like five or six years ago, and oh. so before then, I was just gorgeous and great because you know I was living that life for a while, and I said, right. "Oh." I want to be me. And so I go to try to get my name and the lady is not budging. She's like, no, I bought it for my son. And so I tell her I'll pay you X amount of money. Mm-hmm. And she's like, no. So anyway, hmm. if you haven't noticed, I got stories for days, but anyway, so, <laughs> so. Like, your, your son can have Daco. He, he's he's he not even famous yet. Like he's not even famous yet. <laughs> is, is he an Ulta? Is your son an Ulta? <laughs> Man. Okay. <laughs> All the above. I just couldn't understand. It. I was like, you know what? Fine, because that's my bad. Because I should have bought it a long time ago, but I didn't. But here we mm. are. Anyway, so the website is tyalexander.co. Mm-hmm. I am also Ty Alexander on Instagram. That's a whole nother story because they wouldn't want to give me my name either. Mm. And so <laughs> on Twitter, the, listen, story for days. On Twitter, I am still love. Ty Alexander because they also won't give me my name either. We are now trying to get the name over there. Um, Same thing with Facebook. So on Facebook and Twitter, it's love Ty Alexander. On Instagram is Ty Alexander and the website is tyalexander.co. The podcast is self-care IRL and again, you can just type that in and it'll come up. Awesome, Ty. Thank you so much thank for joining us. So we're so grateful that we had a little part of helping turn your day around. I do appreciate you. I, good, good energy breeds good energy. I've always that's said that. Right. So. That's right. That's right. All right. Until next time, folks. Thank you for listening. We love y'all. We love you. Bye. Thanks for listening to Love Madden, the podcast. Wait, are you subscribed yet? If not, what are you waiting for? Want to show more love? Leave us a five-star rating and review. Then let's keep talking at lovemadden.com and at lovemadden on social. Love, M-A-A-D-E-N.